0: Skinner.
1: Absolute radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and uh, I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. <laughs> you remember them? And uh, if you'd like to text the show, we're on 812.15, and we'd love you to, because it's often the funniest bits. And you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show, remember those, um, on the Absolute Radio website, which you can... Um, just look up on what's it called again? Ecosia.
2: Ecosia. Oh, yeah, we love that one.
1: Ecosia, the search engine that saves rainforests. <laughs> mm. Also, David Badil. Yes. Um, remember her? <laughs> <laughs> David Badil is um, going to be on the show. He's later. coming in. He's coming in.
2: Um, and I'm, I'm confused, because I thought he had swimming lessons. I thought Ezra had swimming lessons on Saturday. So well, maybe something's... he's made arrangements. Well, he must have. I, no, oh, but I just want to check he he's not home in,
1: alone. If he comes in here with a rolled-up towel under his arm, we'll know what's going on. Or
2: wearing trunks.
1: Oh, no, that wouldn't happen, would
2: oh. OK.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of, um, of celebrities, I was, um, I was walking uh, along the south bank of the Thames... Well, that's uh, your manner this week. That is very much my manner. I'm just going to go on. You know that ramp that goes up to the Royal Festival Hall. Yes, mm-hmm. I know well. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's I walk past the Royal Festival Hall in the morning. I didn't realise they use it a lot for um, graduation ceremonies. Oh, uh-huh. so I, there's people in, um, you know the you know the big black cloaks and the mm. the mortarboards knocking yeah. about. Always feel sorry for the ugly people. It's never worse time to be an ugly person. Specifically,
2: then, or the gradu-
1: yeah, specifically.
2: I generally feel sorry for them. No, I tell you what,
1: it's it's a it's a it's a it's a very unforgiving outfit. The um, the graduation thing and the beautiful people. It's because it, it blocks out everything except your face, more or less. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it even takes your hair and everything away. It's just your facial features are absolutely framed and, and central. And i just
2: say, not if you get a hairdresser the morning of graduation, but that's another story. I oh, know, but <laughs> even
1: so, you know, the mortarboard. The widow's peak, I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and... Uh, And the ugly have got, they can't, you know, they can't offset it with clothes or anything. There's nowhere
3: to hide. And I pass,
1: a lot of them are having their photos took with the river in the background. And there's beautiful people. And there's, you know, people in the larger category where I myself reside, of you know, the very ordinary looking. And then there's the ugly. And I feel, I feel for the ugly. Could they not be allowed to wear a slightly colourful mortarboard or something (laughs) to to take the edge off it? Anyway, that's not my point. My point was I, um, I was approached by a, a couple uh, male and female, you know the old-fashioned, a couple style, yeah. and um, <laughs> they uh, they, <laughs> the trad couple, me. yeah.
2: Got a bit old-school these people. <laughs> trad yeah. couple, yeah. Yeah, what's going on?
1: I said, come on, get with it. Anyway, it turned out they were from Ireland. Um, they're from Belfast, in fact. Mm-hmm. They haven't caught up yet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they said, "Oh, nice to see you." And we had a chat, it's lovely, and they're very nice. Uh, people and I said so. I'll come here in uh, in London over for over for a bit of a holiday. And uh, no, she said that Matt Goss was doing a showcase oh, last night at the Cafe de Paris. His new album. You know a showcase oh. they did, like three tracks. Yeah, she said so. We flew over for that. Flew
2: over? Matt
1: Goss and I said. Uh, she saw. She obviously saw a smile playing on my lips, and mm. she said, "I'm a big fan of Matt Goss." Oh, said <laughs> so I'm a. I'm a big fan, and obviously I was threatened. <laughs> and I and I thought with oh, respect because I really like people who stick with people when their careers. Mm-hmm. So I looked up Matt Goss because um, I thought, oh, well, I, I I just thought he'd just gone.
3: In that case, can I just say? Uh... Matt Goss update on Absolute Radio coming up. <laughs> Are you going to tell us? Yeah, a- <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I know quite a lot about him. He's got
3: a, he's got a new single out called "When
1: Will I Be Famous Again." <laughs> <laughs> no, he, no, he hasn't. Reprise. Uh, do you know a lot about him?
2: I know bits. I know. Well, I read "I Owe You Nothing," which was Luke Goss's autobiography. Oh,
1: that's the brother, right? And I, <laughs>
2: yeah, and it was established in that that they didn't know the difference between um, net and gross, which is oh. how they lost their money. Okay. But Matt Goss says in the foreword, "This is, I believe, a great book." But they went to America and became sort of movie stars or something. Didn't and
1: the they? drummer, apparently, or is it the guitarist, the one who wasn't a brother? Oh. It's the, the manager of Pink. Yes, is that right? Which is a gay club in Vauxhall. Don't know if you <laughs> know. It's <laughs> lovely in there. A lot of fake fur. Uh, but I, and there was footage of uh, Matt Goss. That's a recent. Well, I've got more Matt Goss. Uh, <laughs> Goss. Gossip, I'm calling it. Gossip. I mean, I'm pla- gossip. I'm really pleased with that. Um,
2: Can we call this section of the show the Goss? Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't think that we've reached the mat finish. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm on fire. What a terrible moment to have to break off for music. I might never be this funny again this morning.
0: Frank Frank Skinner
4: on Absolute Radio.
0: Absolute Radio.
2: We've had a missive in. And the subject line is The Bride of Satan at Glastonbury. Okay. Hi, Frank, the Divine Emily and the Strutting Cockerel.
1: Nice. Strutting! Oh, he struts. Oh, yeah.
2: If any more proof is needed that Catherine Jenkins is a force of evil, then here you go. He then provides a link, which shows a picture of Catherine Jenkins at Glastonbury. There is quite frankly... Sacrificing a goat. (laughs) (laughs) There is quite frankly nothing worse than endless coverage of what celebs attend music festivals especially Glastonbury and yeah. that email is from Michael yeah why do they do that i
1: don't know and, and why do celebrities think well, if we have wellingtons on we we'll yeah. look like we really know what we're doing at yeah. the festival and a
2: plastic cup with beer in it
3: yeah glaster
2: always sunglasses as well
3: glaster yeah That's what people say in it glasto you know, ironic it's glasto. that it's called glasto
1: and yet people have plastic cops (laughs) with beer in it Mm. should be called plastic cop (laughs) toe hey i'm
2: glad i'm not at glasto
1: me too yeah i'm glad you're not as well Mm. (laughs) because otherwise it'd just be an empty chair they would be saying where's emily gone apparently she's gone to glasto (laughs) she should have said something (laughs) it's a bit bad to just go anyway there'll be people in fact i saw a tweet yesterday Mm. um that said, um, oh, I've just got a smile from Frank Skinner at Glastonbury.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh. You
1: got back quick. Yeah, well, how did that work? That was a, some sort of hologram. That would be Graham Norton, I imagine. At Glastonbury? Yeah, I
2: can see him in one of the tents. Can you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should. Uh, that cam setup you've got is getting out of hand. <laughs> So, anyway, I looked up uh, Matt Goss and there was footage of him performing in Vegas. No. <laughs> Did
2: you watch? In Vegas? No. Can I say I love the idea of Frank with his feet up, cup of tea, <laughs> watching Matt Goss, bit grainy footage on YouTube. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. It was, it
1: was very... He had a trilby on, on stage. Well, and, then was, the and then there oh. was, And then there Well, I didn't was know about that. I haven't Has seen... He gone?
2: He's, it's gone. It's going.
3: Oh, going, going, gone.
1: But there was an interview <laughs> with him then. He's still got the trilby on, so I thought... all oh. hmm. oh, right. yeah. Hmm. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, this was the thing with the, um, God rest their souls, the Bee Gees, is that uh, all yeah. the different ways of dealing with baldness. Well, one had a, a weave, didn't he? And one, one wore a trilby. Yeah. And the other one was the control. He was covered in hair. <laughs> but anyway, um, i tell you what, he, he, was, he, was, he had clips of his gig... And this woman who I met on the south bank be very i mean i am you know i i have mo- much much out respect he's still got a nice voice and he's lovely mm. looking lad
2: oh he works out
1: i mean in a hat <laughs> <laughs> um but he was doing um he was covering a few songs, you know what I'm saying I don't know mm. how many originals they've got he did um he was doing superstition by Stevie Wonder
2: oh, he loves his soul
1: and um I um, I think Catherine Jenkins would love his soul <laughs> if she could get her hands on it. I've, for years, I've um, been unsure of what does Stevie Wonder say before he says superstition? It sounds to me like Berris. <laughs> Beris superstition! <laughs> What does he say? <laughs> superstition. <laughs> 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 well, it's funny you
2: should say that because Do you know I, I've always wondered whether it's there is or very. But then I thought his grammar would be appalling if he was very superstition. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: rubbish. Or oh, very superstition. <laughs> Which that, one is it? It's not be, uh, why would he saying that? Does he mean that there is superstition? What about
2: Mary superstition?
1: <laughs> Mary, superstition oh, it's like a greetings <laughs> card. <laughs>
2: yes, Very <laughs>
3: superstition and uh,
1: Catherine Happy Jenkins here. would
2: say that.
3: Is it a bloke know? knows? Barry Superstition. <laughs> cool. Barry Superstition. <laughs>
1: Fair superstition. Perhaps he just needs. I can't. Hey, I can't go straining on the main <laughs> word. I need just need a vocal warm up. You know, I'll do my. Hey! Eh? You know that. Hey! Eh? I do. Yeah, but don't do it on. T- no, it'll be fine! Why don't you trust me, you people? We're over here. I know where you are! <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah, superstition. Oh, I'm not sure, Steve. It'll be fine! He's quite Stevie difficult. Stevie
2: Wonder's turned into some strange. Agent. He's, quite,
1: he's quite difficult to work with, uh, Stevie, <laughs> apparently. So um, anyway, he did that. Very superstition.
0: <laughs> this is Frank Skinner.
3: It's very superstitious. We nearly said it in uh, in unison. Which then. would have been, have been very known. superstitious in itself. Jinx. It's,
1: it's ve- oh, jinx. So it's not even saying superstition at that stage.
3: No, he says it's very superstitious. Well, I'm saying he, it's 016. What's very superstitious?
2: To... The writing on the wall. Well,
3: that's not superstitious, is it?
1: No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it
3: depends what the writing is.
1: Here Does he it's absolutely I, one well, of I think he's people he means, who sus- means suspicious.
2: I yeah, think it's, it's very right, suspicious. when All Saints wrote that song and said, a few questions that I need to know... And they meant a few answers that I need to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got it wrong.
1: I mean, someone should say, do they not have grammarians at the studio? <laughs> <laughs> they step in and say, excuse me, but...
2: They ought to. No, but Stevie shouts at them if his personality <laughs> is anything like you previously implies. Oh, he's,
1: oh, he's uh, tricky. That's yeah. what they call him, Tricky Stevie Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to be Little Stevie Wonder, didn't he?
3: Hang on, where does this leave tricky... <laughs> Tricky, the actual, you know, tricky.
1: Well, that's why you had to, uh, to stop calling him uh, oh, Tricky right. Stevie Wonder. The Tricky took him to court. <laughs> did <he? laughs>
0: it
1: didn't? Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> he did. He said, uh, He said this is. Uh, he said it was going to be very expensive. <laughs> 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 I went is a word that I think he, is exclusive to him, and it, it, it suggests, it's an intensifying <laughs> adverb,
2: mm.
1: nice. like we might use very <laughs> or extremely. He says very. <laughs> 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 so um, anyway uh, let's Matt not Goss. stray too far from Matt, Matt Goss, Goss. Uh, It was very much a case of that it was that they were there for the lady. Mm. I don't think the bloke was a big Matt Goss. Fan. Not a brossette <laughs> It's difficult. I was a bit of a brossette um, You know when, did when, he have when you, you tops mm. on his shoes and no I didn't have any I forgot about that. Oh, oh I, I did that. I, I loved I it. I've forgotten about these. But things. I always
2: went for Craig the drummer because it was a kind of game theory thing where I thought I'll go for the one that no one else is going for, better chance.
1: Okay, I don't say that in, in the context of Newman and Badil later in the show, <laughs> will you? Um, were they albinos, the uh, the gosses I don't think they
0: were. <laughs> the, uh, I don't al-
3: think they were, and I'm not sure that's how you pronounce it in this country, is it? Or <laughs> they <laughs> have something? the
1: look of albinos. Today, and I don't <laughs> look don't make them he's bad from
2: people from well, that's how you say it an
1: albino
2: he's boy he's declared
1: that bros were albinos <laughs> no the, 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 you must admit they have the look of albinos <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's why he was wearing a trilby he doesn't dazzle the audience with, the, mm. with reflections um but I, I did. I respected this. One. But I've, have you? Ever, I think I've. I don't know if I spoke about it on the show before. But I, it's always a, one of the main differences between um, men and women. Relax.
2: Oh God! Um, no,
1: this is one. That, I mean, one of the ones that is often spoken about or you know drawn on walls is um, <laughs> is that blokes can really fancy a pop star, mm-hmm. and they're happy with that. That'll do them. Just looking at pictures of them and stuff. Women, if they really fancy a pop star, they go and buy the records. Oh, yeah. You don't need to do that, because you like what they look like. Yeah. Um, you know, the one direction... People buy in one direction. Um, I understand, by the way, that Harry Styles, I read today, has got 38.6 million followers on Twitter.
2: Well, we love the whole person. You're, a- you're able to sep- separate <laughs> yeah. the physical appearance. But if
1: you think Harry Styles is, is beautiful, and I, I admit you've got an argument there... Mm-hmm. Get some pictures of him, but don't worry, albums. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, and I, I, I'm not saying this woman has fallen into that trap, but I think she may have. I mean, uh, you know, I like the loyalty of it, though. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, whenever Bob Dylan tours, and he's touring again this year, I always go and see him. He's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible every time. Terrible. Yeah. Not only is he terrible, but he takes songs that I love... And he murders. He utterly <laughs> he spits in the face of those songs.
2: On the plus side though, he looks great. Yeah. yeah. So
1: much he to looks, look at. He's he eye cam- I mean, It's he all wear,
2: about image with him. Does
1: he wear a trilby? No. <laughs> He's you know. And but the thing is he used to be, you know, brilliant. Mm. But I still go. It's like it's like, you know, you you keep going to see Grandma even though she doesn't know who you are.
4: <laughs>
1: it's, it's it's that.
0: Absolute. Absolute Radio.
4: Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
1: People are getting angry now about
3: uh, very
1: superstitious. Yeah. Is, uh, it's, it's
4: very
3: superstitious, I think. That it's is apparently w- the answer. Yeah. We've also had a naysayer saying, well, at least I think he's a naysayer, and I think it's a he, uh, 281 has texted, I fancy mm. Lana Del Rey, and I bought two albums by her, I'm 40. So maybe he's saying,
1: I am like forty. That's I the follow-up
2: to I Am Spartacus.
1: I would save that, because um, we might be glad of that in court. <laughs> OK, so... Well, she's talking. very beautiful, Lila Delray, but I, I can see a picture of her. I don't want to listen to that sort of stuff.
2: No, oh, no, but that's you, darling, but 281 is saying he, he doesn't feel similar.
1: 281. I, um, in, I keep a daily journal... And at the end of every night, I, I, I make a note of what I've read in bed before I go to sleep.
3: Mm. Right.
1: I don't know why, but I do. I'm currently reading uh, Fahrenheit 451. Oh, yeah. You know, Ray Bradbury. Mm. And, um, and I noticed the last few entries in my diary say, um, in bed with 451. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be found in years to time, in years to come, by um, archivists of this radio show. And they'll think, well, I wonder mm. who that was. <laughs>
2: You know we've been talking about obsessive fans. Well, I'd like to get onto the subject of memorabilia because Pete Doherty. I don't oh, know if you guys heard about I this. I did hear about this. Oh.
0: What's that scene
2: with? Well, he's got some some memorabilia. He says it's it's not exactly Van Gogh's Sunflowers, but he's got cigarette butts. He says belonging to Kate Moss and Amy Winehouse, which oh. he'd like to sell.
3: I've got. Vomit belonging to Alan Cochran in the he back says, of my throat now. He's that's also disgusting. Got
2: Christmas wrapping paper that Steve Agrizovich... Oh, yes. Um, the, keeper. Yeah. Where, who did he play for again? Stephen for
1: Coventry. Yes, that was that one of the know. teams, I think.
2: He said he once sent to the guy from Black Sabbath. <laughs> I don't know...
3: Well, that's worth having. Well, they were known pen pals, weren't <laughs> they? Steve Agrizovich and the guy from I'd Black like, Sabbath. I wonder
1: if one could verify... Mm. That yeah, you know, Kate Moss has smoked that cigarette. It's all about problems. All, the, all that Oggy had opened um, that had received that paper. I mean, a, a, le- a signed letter of provenance by Pete Doherty.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm. Mm. <laughs> Good luck.
1: With I've that.
2: got some. I've got memorabilia. Still, he sold worse things. So. I've got a letter written to me by Arthur Miller when I was thirteen years what? old. No oh. way.
1: Yeah. What? <laughs>
2: Did you not know that Arthur Miller? Yes. Lime, you collected letters of note. About I, know, this? I should do. It's, I love it. It's one of my Amazing. prized possessions. Why did he write to you? Because um, a friend of mine's father was directing him in a play. What well, isn't everyone's? When that age? And then, <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, I really like Arthur Miller. Other other kids like Andrew Ridgley. I liked Arthur Miller when I was yeah. that age. And she said, Do you want his autograph? And then he wrote me this lo- lovely long letter. Wow, wow. that's
1: bu- that's fantastic. <laughs> It's is still his... going? He's dead, isn't he, Arthur Miller? Yeah. He's not doing Vegas in a hat.
2: <laughs> Frank Bruno gave me an autograph. It said, Dear Emma, best wishes, <laughs> F. Bruno. I've got
1: that. It didn't say F. Bruno. It did. Dear Emma,
2: <laughs> best wishes, F. Bruno. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's uh, I think you've taken us literally from one extreme to the other. <laughs> Arthur Miller and Frank Bruno <laughs> is Michael. That's brilliant. You must tell me more about the Arthur Miller.
0: Absolutely. Absolute Absolute. Radio.
4: Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
1: Where were we?
2: We were discussing memorabilia and the fact that I'd trumped you all with a letter from Arthur Miller.
1: I've got a letter from Alan Bennett,
2: Oh, that has trumped me.
1: No, it hasn't. I don't think. Really? he's still alive. You see. You, can see, you can still get one from him. Okay. Uh, it's nice. the dead. The dead that really raking on the money on the memorabilia. Oh, I didn't know this was a financial top trump's of memorabilia. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't no, I'm basically, I don't know what I was thinking of, but I wrote to Alan Bennett and says, "Hey, do you fancy, you know, writing something together? Did you?"
2: <laughs> oh, that's so what was sweet. I thinking
1: of? And, uh, and I said, you probably don't know who I am, but I'm a comedian. And I thought, you know, you can sort of come with the character. I'll gag it up a bit. And how did that project go? <laughs> he wrote back a very nice letter saying, of course I know who you are, but um, I'm not very good at working with other people. I'm a bit oh. grumpy. It's a really very sweet letter. But nice. I can't believe my naivete. <laughs> if I could have any memorabilia, I'd mm. like that. Um, that big statue of Saddam Hussein that got pulled over—that'd be good. Well, yeah. the one that had the flip flops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I know there's a bit of denting. They went there? mental with the yeah. flip flops. There's a bit of flip flop damage. Have yeah. you got room for
3: it? And am I right in thinking you live on the eleventh floor? <laughs> no, no.
1: But I'm thinking I've, we've got to get a house with a garden eventually for the baby.
3: It'd be good. I'll put it in it the garden. Be lovely in the garden. Get some of that soft flooring for when you're climbing and playing on there. Did
2: well, the head come off though? No, I, I don't was, think so. Oh, okay. It was a clean sweep.
1: No, it, yeah, they brought him. He was he was sort of... He tipped up, you know. He tipped off from the base. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be a great reminder, wouldn't it? If you woke up in the morning, open your bedroom. Bear in mind, say if I'm sleeping on the third floor in mm-hmm. the house. When I open it, you'll basically be looking in at me. Yeah. Saddam. i will op- be
3: terrifying
1: every day, <laughs> well, No, because well, so, no, I'll open the curtains and I'll think, think to myself... It's a great way to start the day. I'll think to myself... Frank, enjoy yourself while you can. <laughs> Before you're toppled. Yeah. It's
2: <laughs> sort of Ozymandias. And would be, it would.
1: At Christmas, you can put a big... Hank Skinner
2: is Ozymandias. Get a big beard
1: on it. Get but, a do, get And a You do. can't
2: put a beard on a Saddam Hussein statue. <laughs> you can at Christmas. You In your garden. End, you?
1: That's what the victory was all about. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's what I... That's what, if I could have any
3: memorabilia, that would be it.
2: Well, you might want this other bit that's just come in.
3: We've had a text. Hi, Frank. My mother's manager, she's the manager of an Oxfam shop, has been donated a limited edition John Wayne pocket watch with protective case. Look would you it. like it? From Paul near Dartford. Would I like it? Would he ever. That's <laughs> <my>
1: Falsa. <laughs> that go, would that a go a treat with my um, <laughs> cuckoo clock?
2: <We> bought, <laughs> just FYI, readers, we bought John collectively. It was collective responsibility <laughs> Uh, a John Wayne cuckoo clock.
1: Yes, and uh, I've also got a John Wayne belt buckle with a shot of him from oh, uh, that's Chisholm. Bit, that's
2: a bit sleazy
1: on it. No, I said Chisholm, okay. <laughs> uh, which is a film of his. And um, no, I'm not that avid a collector, uh, but no, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> that would be absolutely ah oh, so
4: brilliant.
0: Absolute, absolute, absolute radio.
4: Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio we've had a text
3: saying you could get a John Wayne alarm clock that wakes you up saying, I've come for my boy. You do not. Apparently (laughs) you could. Or maybe it's someone suggesting you could. Mm. Yeah. You could try. Yeah, I've never never heard of that.
1: There's a cracking bit
2: of memorabilia as well, 338. I've got a photo of me and Eddie the Eagle at the Idol Home Exhibition from about 1991. (laughs) Definitely a treasured possession. That's from Craig in Sussex.
1: He asked uh, my girlfriend out. Eddie the Eagle, or yeah. Craig from Sussex. No, uh, Eddie the Eagle didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, she knocked him back. But I saw him. He was on. Uh, he was on All Star Family. No, what's it? All Star oh, yes. Mister and Mrs. Was he? He was on. He was on that uh, with your girlfriend. What was he asking no. a cap
2: out for then?
1: <laughs> no, Filthy no, this, well, no, this the was, player's gonna this play. Is a long, it's a long time ago. <laughs> okay, uh, it's been. It was down all down it all the way in the skiing community. <laughs> But no, they said um,
2: he was I on. It's Alan's defence of him. Players gone play. <laughs> Sorry, Frank, that's you.
1: He was on All Star, Mister and Mrs, and um, and Paul um, Phil Schofield says, so. You also, as well as doing you know appearances on stuff like this, you're also a plasterer, aren't you? And he says, yeah, yeah, I'm still I'm still work as a plasterer. And I thought, well, you're an All Star, Mister <laughs> and Mrs, and you're a plasterer. How can That doesn't make any sense, does it? I'm sorry if there's any plasterers listening. God bless you, but... (laughs) All-star! A plasterer! This
0: is Frank Skinner, Absolute
1: Radio. This is Frank Skinner, which you may have guessed, uh, on Absolute Radio, with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 81215, lots of you have. And I must say, it's been a rich crop... This morning, oh, yeah. you can follow it us. A Roy Cropp. You can—is uh, f- that based on uh, Roy Cropper? I thought it was based on Rye the Scandinavian.
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> based on Roy Cropper.
1: Uh, you can follow us on the Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email us through the Absolute website www. Um,
2: Nick Hillsley has tweeted us. Uh, You know, we had a question last week asking if Sandy War, the newsreader, was in fact your mother-in-law. Yes, (laughs) it's a
1: misunderstanding because my mother-in-law is called Sandy but it's not Sandy War, the newsreader. Sandy Mason. It is.
2: But Nick Illsley, he he won't let it lie. He says, I wonder if Sandy War, mother-in-law, might be a new Viz character. (laughs) (laughs) I like it.
1: (laughs) I would like to see just at least one (laughs) strip of that. I
2: think if Viz are listening, can you get working on it? That
1: would
3: be... they might be listening you know yeah. we've uh, we've also had an email in actually last night but uh, <laughs> it 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 works on several levels last
1: night Barry's going to be super <laughs> mm. um
3: happened?
1: <laughs> Barry's superstition is the welsh clairvoyant
3: we've uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've been discussing... I don't know if Beres is a Welsh name, but it ought to be, no, but Beres
2: is a name, isn't
1: it? Nerys is a Welsh name. Beres isn't a name, is it?
2: Yes, it is. No, no. My daughter's word. bus driver... Oh, my daughter, my um, niece's <laughs> <laughs> bus driver is called Beres. Well. Your Beris. niece's driver. A school you bus driver? She's bus. Oh. And a school bus. Beres, Beresford. Beres, okay. I didn't know.
3: Every day is a school day. Mm. Um, yeah.
2: When Barris is driving,
3: this is uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, mugs and more.
2: But if I... he sees a black cat
1: on the street, he'll stop the, the boss immediately. Is it's, that right? a, it's a Barris <laughs> superstition. Very good. <laughs> C- please Shall carry I continue? on. Please do.
3: Hi, Frank. Lovely, Emily, and the AC. Mm, not sure about that. Oh. Uh, Rob Long time listener here, uh, former owner of the Topcat coin. Oh, yes, I've oh, got the Topcat coin mounted. Intrigued over the mugs debate over the last few weeks. Uh, we've been discussing mugs that we love. <laughs> it's a it's a strange show. Uh, so much so I hit the web, asked Jeeves for a better insight. Yes, enter Skinner mug. Up comes you and the lovely Miss M looking guilty and youthful. Scroll down a little more... Guilty and, you and come youthful
1: up how often those two
3: go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll down a little more and you come up with Peter Brionite's website, which offer a picture of Frank on anything you want. My favourite... What? The photo <laughs> jigsaw. A 300-piece jigsaw puzzle, 17 by 12. The jigsaw is delivered bagged on a backboard, making a superb gift. Also supplied are a resealable bag, a photo example of the image and a self assemble flat pack box for storage. This item will be sh- shipped from our UK lab. What a gift. Frank, in 300 bits, that is all. But <laughs> this is from the Peterborough United website. I can't believe it either, but he's, um, he's, he's put dodgy. a link and it's, it's real. Mm. Really? Yeah. I must check this out. Well, Did You, you must buy a 300-bit... Photograph
1: jigsaw of yourself. Oh, they must owe me something. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, got, I've got no image rights. I mean, when David Beckham was at Real Madrid, he used to make a fortune from the stuff they sold in the club shop with him
3: on. I yeah. heard he ran his car just off the jigsaws. Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. This is Frank Skinner
0: absolutely
3: we had a text. Hey, Frank, the lady with the sexy voice and the oh. cockerel. I know. Matt Goss was in Blade 2 and was a good actor in it. OK.
2: Oh, is that the Wesley Snipes one?
3: Love your show, Stuart, from Marple, as in Mrs. Marple. I like, I like places <laughs> as in places.
2: <laughs> places as
3: in people.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, you've seen Blade I haven't seen Blade too. No. I oh, and I, mean, he, one, yucks, I think. he sings... Mm. He's, um, what a career. The milliner's friend, as well, he's known as <laughs> yes. in the business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we,
2: I think it's time we discussed Geoffrey Osborne. We haven't discussed him this week. No, in,
1: in case you don't know, Jeffrey Osborne is the Chancellor of the Exchequer, who you may know as George, <laughs> but he was called Jeffrey by uh, Barack Obama accidentally, and we've decided to stick
2: with it. He's called Jeffrey now, but he's embarrassed himself again.
1: Has he bongled?
2: Oh, lovely! Okay. I
1: not since he was at Eton.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't actually at Eton, was he? Was, was he, he not? not? No, everyone
1: thinks. Can he I was. just
2: say, I was told by someone very posh that you don't mention Eton's name. You say, did you school?
3: Wow, no, is
1: that yeah. right? Mm. Did you school?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but he got into hot water over this thing, foodstagramming. Do you know what this? I know you don't like the internet, Frank, but do you know what that is? <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> I, I saw this picture, not on the internet, but I saw it in the paper. I like the internet. Okay. Um, I've, I don't look at it as much as I used to. OK. <laughs>
2: um,
1: I took a vow. <laughs> but um, I saw that picture of him uh, supposedly working through the night. On it was his, a bit, uh, I'm a speech. man of the
2: people, just a regular guy having a burger. I thought he
1: was trying to make himself look like he was Ernest Hemingway or something. Yes. He was like mm-hmm. hunched over these pages. They don't even write their own speeches, do they, politicians? No. Nah. Yes. So it was a bit... Um, Program associates, yes. Mm. You know, mm. someone someone who writes the jokes, but then they're, they're not allowed to be put as writers in case people think the comedian doesn't write the jokes.
2: It's mm. a bit singing in the rain, all that. But he... Yes. Um, so he's hunched over the burger and chips, but then it backfired because it emerged that the burger wasn't just Jamaki D's. It was £6.75 from Byron, two ninety-five for the chips. So you're looking at a tenner... For this burger and chips. and We, people, paid, we paid for that. Well, exactly. It's uh, our his burger. His defence.
3: People said, oh, you know, why didn't you go to McDonald's? And he said, McDonald's don't deliver. And I was working late, uh, overlooking the fact that Byron don't deliver either. No, he told a lie. Oh. Isn't
2: a- Alan's don't gone they- forensic, and I love him for that.
1: <laughs> don't they have to resign if they're caught telling a lie? I thought that was the whole thing.
2: I feel a bit sorry for him, actually. Yeah. Do you? In yeah. What, why? Well, because I just think... Because he
3: he... never had the courgette fries, is that...
2: He wasn't having a swan sandwich. (laughs) He was having a a dirty burger. If you had a swan sandwich, you'd have it on
3: a hot dog bat, wouldn't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) To to contain the throat. (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, Well... If you'd have had Mackie D's, they would have complained. They would have been said, you're promoting like, this change." But
1: why do politicians want to look like they're ordinary people? I don't want them to be ordinary people. I want them to be cleverer than I am, because they're <laughs> running the country. Yeah. Why couldn't you have had, instead of a Byron Burger, if you'd have had the complete works of Byron, oh, yeah. on, then you'd have thought, this is a bloke, he's, he's wise, he's, he's got an active brain. I'm yeah. glad he's... Um, Helping to run the country, mm. Mm. but he wants us to think, "Oh, you're just like us." Great, everyone I know. How many of them would I want to run the country? None. No. Oh, thanks a lot. Well,
2: he also. I was worried about his liquid consumption, Frank. He had a diet coke, a coffee, two, two and a di- water. Two
1: diet, coke. two DCs. <laughs> yeah, I think. That's apparently, when he's working late on a speech. He wears um, he wears the rubber, rubber pants. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even. He hasn't got time to get up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he does um, back and front in there uh, until he's finished. Does he? <laughs> he's a very, <laughs> very dedicated professional. But it's not like he's not writing the Gettysburg Address. Is he? I mean, that speech oh. that he did was we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. It was basically cut this and cut that, wasn't it? Mm. And it wasn't government of the people for the people, was it? By the people for the. Why people. Why is he doing it that
3: late either? I mean, like he knows he's going to cut. Why yeah, is he get it get
1: it ready earlier?
3: Yeah, start <laughs> earlier, finish early. I don't believe that he was working late doing that.
2: I wonder just if he had There's such haters, you two.
3: Not a hater, just a disbeliever. <laughs> Do you think he has bastonados for breakfast? Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I
1: remember rightly that's a line from a Byron poem. Oh, is it? Bastonados is um, when you it's get illegal
2: in some countries.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It is because it's uh, what it is. It's hitting people on the on the sole of the feet. With I like a baton. on. Yeah. And they used to do I think he was in prison for some reason, Byron, or maybe it was just his character in the in the poem was in prison. And it, it was said Bastonados for breakfast. Oh. Did he have bastonados for breakfast? I, I, I don't know. I think he had a club foot as well. Can you still say that? Hmm. <laughs> Is that like a foot that comes no, in I three know. layers with bacon
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Frank? Frank Skinner.
4: On Absolute Radio.
0: Absolute.
3: We're talking about George Osborne ordering his burger from Byron. Geoffrey. Gideon. Um, (laughs) Apparently he sees the Byron menu as like a Gideon's Bible. Um, Mm. We've had a text in from Ian Angle. Oh, he's a regular. He provides some of the better puns that we receive. um, And he's saying, let's let Byron's be Byron's. That's tremendous. Very good.
2: Mm, I like that.
3: Strong work
2: we've also had a text in hi team Eton is known as Slough Grammar to Old Etonians is that right hmm
3: where I love all that little secret and all their little ways and uh, and a point of order. It was actually Luke Goss in Blade Two, but I can understand the mistake. They do look alike.
1: That's because they're <laughs> albinos.
3: <laughs> <And John laughs> I Bette. think there might have been one in the Da Vinci. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, also, Matt Goss saying hey, we were all saying no. Oh, you know, we were scoffing at him, but in fact, no. Wrongly,
2: albinos tend to be criminals in films, and That'd I think be. that's wrong.
1: That's that's wrong though. I mean, if I was. Mm. Um, If I was, say, if I got the Doctor Who job... Mm. Yes, if... And then people in 20 years' time are saying, of course, our Keith
3: was brilliant as Doctor Who. Mm. I'd
1: be, you know, I'd be miffed about it.
3: Rightly miffed.
2: I'd be delighted.
3: Hi, Frank, Miss M and the Cockerel. I'd be slightly delighted,
2: actually.
3: (laughs) Hi, Frank, Miss M and the Cockerel. I've been listening for ages now, and I think it's about time you stopped saying, for those new listeners, what we are talking about is... I think it's about time you gave no consideration to new listeners. (laughs) And just allowed them to catch up, as us regulars are receiving less of a show, as we are having to put up with topic repetition for all the newbies from aggrieved of Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: it's a it's a good point. It's yeah. a good point, well made. If I if I start to do that again, stop me. Four new listeners. We do often uh, read out. No, um, <laughs> no, we don't have any new listeners anyway. Do
2: <laughs> no, we don't.
1: So I don't know what we what we're talking about. I only say to be honest. Aggrieved. Um, To sound as if we're um, evolving Mm. In
3: fact, we're like a stagnant pond (laughs) Uh, I think we're about to go to email corner But first, I just thought I might go to a breaking financial news corner (laughs) Uh, We've uh, we've just had a text in Uh, Maybe it should be suspect breaking financial news To my knowledge, the burger chain Byron are about to be sold for £100 million or more This stunt by Osborne smells fishy and you pillocks have just spent 30 minutes giving Byron free publicity.
2: <laughs> I, can I say I love being a pillock? <laughs>
3: can I say um, the fact that we are
1: pillocks and it smells fishy sounds to me like this might be someone trying to plug the
3: fishing industry. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Well, they but do. They actually have typed and it says fishing instead of fishy. I
1: was <laughs> but, just correcting but it. But Nick, Clegg, than Nick Clegg
3: this week was asked about yes, this thing and it he was. said, Oh, I like Byron Burgers as well, so no. maybe there is something weird going on. Wow. But everyone likes oh. them. I mean, it's the only thing I've got in common
1: now with are now, oh,
2: now you're being a pillock.
3: I prefer the Keats Burgers, I find them more lyrical. Well, I'm a Longfellow, so... I've I've heard that. I'm a (laughs) Coleridge. I've got a really big appetite. (laughs) Yes.
2: Frank 572. Frank, mm. getting back to Stevie Wonder's lyrics, was Matt Goss singing hairy superstitious when in Vegas? Regretful Uh, that that he's now so follically challenged. Yes.
3: yes. It all makes sense. (laughs) My trilby is suspicious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're wondering if I'm bald. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm Albano. <laughs> or
3: called. Um. You have lots of corners. What shape is your studio? Well, you're right. We're about to go to. You're right. We're going to get to one of those corners now.
1: The Corner. We are in Email Corner, where we read a selection of our readers' emails.
2: How can you stop? Because I'm still <laughs> laughing at all so cold.
3: Uh, hello, all. My mum used to tell me stories about how she would find me in the middle of the night after having sleepwalked downstairs. In the middle of the night.
1: <laughs> walking in my sleep. Tune. Didn't you not call him Billy Joel
3: last week? I did call him Billy Joel. He went a bit piano man, um, Frank. I've stayed pretty loyal to Billy Joel. If I had any Billy Joel memorabilia, I'd be pretty pleased. When you said
2: Billy Joel, it reminded me of the letter I got addressed to Emma Lee Dean. (laughs) L-double-E. Anyway, as you were. Billy
3: Joel, the piano man. Uh,
2: go walking in the sleep. middle of the night
3: after having sleepwalked downstairs to sit in front of the television even though it was switched off i was never oh. sure i believed her until in my early i was in my early 20s and would lock my bedroom door at night with a oh, bolt God. on the inside and then wake up to find it unlocked <gasps> i used to i also used to occasionally oh, find Dun.
2: That happened to me when I went away with the Arsenal team.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I also <laughs> used to
1: occasionally find <laughs> heard some of you for missing tip.
3: I also used to occasionally find I'd taken a loaf of bread out of the freezer. I don't do it anymore. Maybe I grew out of it, or maybe it's because my husband leaves his shoes in the middle of the bedroom floor for me to trip over. Mm. So my subconscious has got a survival mode.
2: Frank, that's a, that's, nice that's thought, a, that's a literal nightmare for me, that I dream I'm taking a loaf of bread out for the
1: freezer. <laughs> I, I mean, imagine that. What if you woke up and you'd eat... And uh, I'd eaten it. You'd eat a loaf
3: of bread. I don't know what you'd do with yourself.
2: I, I think that I'd, would be I'd good.
3: End my life. <laughs> but if you took a loaf of bread out, and then also perhaps, like, some cheese and a knife and sliced it, you could make your butties for the next day at work. suggesting
2: have some peasant supper. <laughs> i like some strange impressionist I mean, artist. I meant
3: you as in, not you, I meant a
2: oh, person, okay. listener...
3: Like
1: you're making you're making the somnambulist sound mm-hmm. like it's a good thing.
3: Yeah, if they were to make their sandwiches our for Terry the locked
1: himself outside completely naked when he was uh, so
2: Terry. Our Terry did. Did yeah. Do oh. you know I can't picture our Terry doing that.
3: Well, I hope you can't if you mm-hmm. do picture it, get out. Um but the husband leaving his shoes in the middle of the floor, that's that's good of him in many ways. Well I had to leave my shoes by the
1: front door because My girlfriend has put a ban now on shoes in the house. After long years, whenever I've been to people's houses and they've Mm. said, do you mind taking your shoes I've always thought, I'm never coming here again. (laughs) Um, And now in my own own home, because the baby crawls all over the place, we don't want him to um, get dog mess blindness, I think it's called. Is that what it's called? Yeah. DMB. (laughs) The DMB threat has uh, has made me uh, shoeless in my own home. Mm. Shoeless Jackson.
2: Just so you know, Alison Hall says she prefers uh, an Ezra Quarter Pounder with cheese. Oh, an Ezra? Ezra Quarter Pounder with oh, cheese. Oh! you
1: get it? it? I do get it, yes. It's uh, it a bit more modernist than I was anticipating.
0: This is Frank Skinner. Absolutely
2: still an email corner, Frank. Yeah. We are. Before we much. move on, can I just
3: say that the previous email that we were discussing was from Lindsay, because I don't want her to have sent it in and not been L- named. Lindsay, be.
1: well, I might have done her a favour, because I don't know, if I was a sleepwalker, if, if there was a local murder, um, wouldn't you be thinking, I wonder if that was me?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's good that... Um, the locals now can congr- get possibly Lindsay.
1: Yeah, I think we. Sh- I think she should be at least questioned. <laughs> I mean, probably on the hypnosis. Mm. But it's true. You don't know what you're doing. You're walking about. You're taking loaves out. Um, yeah, you know. You could just as easily kill someone or take a frozen loaf out of a
2: That's Right, I still don't believe it.
1: I think you're more likely to kill someone than take a <laughs> loaf out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is what else? Time. This is from Gemma she says dear frank I'm i don't a- think i
1: could do it because when i get up in i don't know about you, when i get up in the morning i mean i have about 10 minutes of just searing pain through the back and legs yeah which would wake me up see if i'm sleepwalking oh yeah so i I, don't, I
2: still don't believe in sleepwalking walk- d- no, despite it, all these missives
1: is it like me and fainting you just yeah i just think it's
2: attention seeking i love our listeners but i'm sorry i
1: don't believe in hypnosis
2: no i don't either
1: I tell you, you see people hypnotised, <laughs> right, on the telly. What about when on- those
2: magicians, Frank, right, get them on stage? Yeah, Do you exactly. believe that?
1: No, definitely not. There was one, um, uh, I can't remember who the, I think it was somebody like, I don't think it was Darren Brown, it was somebody Paul else. Paul Lennon. Maybe. Ma- I don't know who it was. I don't, yeah, want to, we'll I don't name it. It was on the telly, though, and they, this bloke was in a shop window. They put him to bed in a shop window, but they told me he was in his flat.
3: Uh-huh.
1: And then when he woke up the next morning, he's saying, "Hey, all these people looking." He said, "What are you doing looking through the windows of my f- flat? Oh. What are you?" Do-? And I thought, you know, if you wake up and there's someone looking through the window of your flat, you don't say, "What are you doing looking through the windows of my flat?" Because we know where you are and what they're doing. You're mm. doing that for the viewer, mm. so you're not hypnotised. So if anyone tells you they've been, I'd like if anyone has been hypnotised properly and it worked and they thought they were a chicken. Not it just relax you and you stop smoking. But if you thought you were a chicken or you had to raw onion, do text us, uh, because you might convince me that it, it's real.
0: Absolute, absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank
4: Skinner on Absolute Radio.
0: Can we return
2: to email corner, please?
4: OK, email corner. <laughs> oh,
2: bit Gemma says, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan... I've been listening to the podcast since you started on Absolute and frequently think of things to email you about, but never get round to it. So this time I remembered. You were asking why horses can't have chocolate. It's yes. because of a chemical in chocolate that is poisonous to horses and dogs, and it's called theobromine. Dogs? Mm. When we had dogs,
1: they basically lived on chocolate. Yeah. And then died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, she, yeah. Uh,
1: They lived on chocolate and it was the best three weeks <laughs> I've ever had in my life. No,
2: to, be, like, f- to be fair, you also used to just let the dogs out to run right. You didn't walk them. Who
4: let who? the dogs yeah. out? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is also a about... Hold on a minute.
1: What about um, peanut butter?
2: Okay. Because... But that and other questions. <laughs> you know Mr. What Ed? What about peanut butter? Yes. You know Mr. Oh, Ed yeah. the talking I'm horse? I'm familiar with his work. They used
1: to put peanut butter on the roof of his mouth to make him eat like lick, lick his mouth and move his lips about, so then they could dub the is voice. Is that true?
2: Is that one yeah. like of those PG tips, urban myths? Is that true? No, no. That's, okay,
1: it, I don't know about the PG. Did they, What okay. did they do? I, I the don't want to discuss that. Tell us okay. off air. Uh...
2: Um, it is also this drug. Notice how I say that in a very disparaging <laughs> tone. Yeah. It is also a banned substance in horse racing, as it acts as a muscle stimulant. Oh, I like the sound of that. And diuretic. I work with racehorses. That's how I know this.
1: Okay. Changing the subject... What, in an office?
2: There is a siren that goes off in Teddington, London, every Tuesday at 9am. It's an old air raid siren, but is now used as a chlorine alarm for the waterworks in Hampton. (laughs) There is a large chlorine store there, and if it got out, the sirens would go off. You're meant to run for your life if you hear it. I hope this was interesting. Keep up the work, not a compliment. Well, it was interesting. I wish
1: I could explain why she's mentioned sirens, but that would upset the one from that (laughs) person who doesn't want me to explain anything to new readers. (laughs) I know. So, um, yes, it isn't. I think we could go on a, a siren tour, maybe, of places where they have... You know, we could time it specifically. The Sirens of Britain.
3: Yeah. What do you think? sounds like it
1: could be a late-night telly show as well. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it, yeah. We, I, I bet our listeners can think of a good punning title. <laughs> if, if we travelled around the country just in time to hear sirens going on, it would be like being Odysseus of old. What about the sound
3: of sirens?
1: Oh, forget all, <laughs> um, Forget your entries. Afterwards, it's, it's, it's one.
2: Frank, afterwards, Got we con- have a text called Hypnosis a Confession.
1: Ah. Oh. First... The commercials.
0: This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank
1: Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. Text us at 8 12 15. I mean, go on, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Or you can follow us on the Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show through the Absolute Radio website. David Badil is in the building.
2: Why not? I've left him some banana bread. Because I and don't think he'll be best pleased if we scoffed it all.
1: Yum yum. No, um, I think he's on a diet, but we'll find out when he comes. Yeah, on, but he says that. But the last
2: air. time he said that he was—he had four brandy Alexanders. <laughs> That's another yeah, story. That was the brandy
1: Alexander diet. It's—it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's rigorous.
2: He said, "I'm on very strict Atkins," and then he ate—he drunk four brandy Alexanders.
1: I don't. Mm. Um, well, we'll come to this. Okay. I'm sure I'm I don't know what to say, so there's an innocent explanation. explanation. I, don't, I don't know. Is there any meat in a. Oh, it's... <laughs> you're all right with meat, aren't you, if you're on yeah. the accusation? And... Oh,
2: yeah, We were discussing. Well, it was something of a controversy, a bit of a hot topic, Frank Skinner, you've created this morning. Hypnosis. You say it's rubbish and it doesn't exist.
1: And that is. I, I Yes. I, I, I think you could possibly. You know, you could relax people and get rid of their fear of spiders or something. It's possible. But people who suddenly think they're on their holidays, on stage and all that, (laughs) rubbish.
3: Well, you expressly asked if people thought there'd been a chicken to text in, (laughs) which, uh, given that I'm nicknamed the Cockerel on this show, I thought was just lining up my replacement, and I'm not sure I like that. Yeah, that'd be... I want to stick with (laughs) poultry. We've
1: We've had had an email... If it ain't fixed. (laughs) From (laughs) um,
2: (laughs) a a police officer, so I think we should go to him first. Oh, OK. He says, Steve says, Frank, I'm a police officer... And several years ago... <laughs>
1: I hate it when people start a sentence like that.
2: <laughs> so Who is it?
1: I'm a police officer.
2: <laughs>
0: um,
1: carry on.
2: Several years ago, we had an ex must do, and the bloke doing his bit trying to hypnotise people managed to get me under. Uh-huh. But I bluffed everyone and pretended the whole way through, including the carrot bit. Sorry. <laughs> I don't like the sound of the carrot no, bit. No, I don't like the sound
3: no. of that. But, that I mean, there you go. Yeah. Case closed. Well, you say case closed, but we've had a, uh, a text saying, um, 525 has texted saying, it does work, I know, I do it on people, anyone can be hypnotised.
1: Yeah, but if you're a hypnotist, you've got to say that.
2: He well, sounds like he might need to help the police with their inquiries. Yeah. Are you going <laughs> to believe
1: this person over a police officer?
2: What about 134? I shared your view, Frank, until my brother got done by Paul McKenna. Call me. Call me is <laughs> in caps. Just FYI,
1: um, no, but but, um, but that's the brother, isn't it? So oh. it's all right. You don't know. I mean, are you your brother's keeper? The brother could be. You know, he could be bluffing. Um,
2: call me. Well, mm-hmm. I've been hypnotized a few times. You have. And it, no, no, no. <laughs> sorry, that was so real. And it Reading. is totally fake. I no. acted. I don't believe it. That's from Gaza.
3: I was hypnotised as part of the evening entertainment at a well-known health farm. There is no-one more sceptical than me, but I was unable to rise from my chair, despite inwardly telling myself that I would resist it and get up. I still can't quite believe it, but it definitely happened. Professor Stephen Hawking.
4: (laughs) Frank.
0: Frank Skinner.
4: On Absolute Radio.
0: Absolute Radio
5: everybody else is in the studio. It's lovely to be here. I've got a hypnotism story though. I don't know whether it will help or confirm what you were talking about before about whether it's true. Because you were you talking about show hypnotism, weren't you? Right? Yeah. Because like, stage
2: hypnotism.
5: Yeah, I've had hypnotherapy for insomnia, which I used to have very bad. I don't have it so badly anymore. Mm. And so I, it works. I, well, yeah, well, no, it, it didn't work at all. Uh, what well, they put me to sleep then, and then I'd be in bed later on, absolutely couldn't sleep. It's partly because I slept during the day. No, the hypnotherapy place. Yeah. yeah, It's like obviously not going to work Now I think children cured me of insomnia Because they woke me up a lot in the morning Then I was knackered and I just had to sleep But the hypnotherapy thing, I had it And it definitely worked Because I was so relaxed That my bladder... I didn't we oh, myself. No, I didn't wee no. myself, but you I... weed somebody else. <laughs> yes, I, weed, I weed the hypnotherapist. She was so oh, furious. Oh, no, I, had, I said, I, she was, it was brilliant. It was beautiful. And I said, I'm so sorry to break the mood because she's talking about, you know, relaxation. Yeah. And and I said, I've, but I've got to get up to go to the lavatory. Mm. And this happened four times during the session. And by the end of it, this very calm hypnotherapist was just cross. Was just angry. But it clearly, oh, really? it clearly worked, because mm. it worked at a sort of physical level. Mm. Well... Yeah,
1: but have you ever thought you, that you were eating an apple? In fact, you were eating a raw onion.
5: Uh, yeah, that happens to me a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My taste buds—they're gone.
1: <laughs> it, it happens as you get older. So, um, we, before we um, delve deeper into your psyche, yeah. mm. we
5: should say that you are—you're um, on the road. Uh, Yeah, I am. I'm performing stand-up comedy again. Can you believe it, Frank? I I can't. Um, Yeah, I'm doing... I've sort of been tricked into it, I feel, by life and circumstance. But I'm doing uh, Edinburgh, basically. I'm doing uh, 11 nights at Edinburgh with this show uh, that I'm trying out for the last time at Soho Theatre next week. Okay. Uh, And then I think I'm doing a couple of days at the Pleasance Islington. But it's a show about fame. It's a show about... The sort of absurdity. Can I, I
2: tailor made for me?
5: It is tailor-made. Well, you've yeah. seen it, haven't you? I have. I love it. I've seen it. Didn't it? Can I, I say? It. I don't know if this is true or not, but you've told me it encouraged you to go back into stand-up comedy yourself. It did. I thought it was. It has got, if he's got <laughs> the gods to get up with that <laughs> with that act. Yeah. No,
1: it did. It made me think. Um, you know, this is great. I love it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it.
5: Yeah. So yeah, you in, you've inspired me again. Well, I, I should say when I say it's about fame, it's not about. Because when people talk about fame, sort of people who've been... awkward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, it, that's partly what it's about. It's about the awkwardness of talking about having been in the public eye. And one of the things particularly is when famous people tend to do that, they tend to surround it with the loneliness of the spotlight, the sort of roar of the crowd versus the empty hotel, all that Janis Joplin kind of grab. Mine isn't about that. Mine is about being recognised on a Ryanair flight when I'm trying to save some priority seats I haven't paid for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's about the thousand mundane humiliations of fame. I'm going to tell you one that might be relevant that happened to me the other day that I'm thinking of including in the show. Tell me whether I should or not. Uh, I, was, I did an interview on BBC Radio and outside BBC Radio, outside Broadcasting House, there's always these men standing around So strange the men. The autographs, men. Autograph yeah. Johnnies, mm-hmm. I believe they're called. Are they? Yeah,
1: I think so. Well, I only, I only
5: signed the books. <laughs> yeah, I engage in conversation. <laughs> I've got to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so there were about five of these men, all about sort of 58, sort of 60, coming up to me and uh, one of them fights his way through the crowd going dave 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 and then he hands me his book and he says frank's great isn't he <laughs> and,
1: and i not, signed I, it i, I s- think you should definitely put that in the show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what book was it was it one of
5: yours or one of mine it was his autograph book
1: it was, it was his oh. autobiography I I'm <laughs> <of yourself. laughs> yeah.
5: but they, that, they always have those people they have a number of pictures of me and often of Frank actually. There are pictures of me and Frank. Well, in, I in the show that I'm sort of putting together at the moment,
1: there's a, there's a there's a, a brief section about which re- sort of refers to um, me being famous, yeah. and um, I I don't think people like they don't like you talking about it. Your whole show's mm. about it, and everyone was <sighs> laughing when I talked about it, it. Got a bit awkward. I was pointing out the fact that someone had said to me, uh, someone who isn't famous. Yeah. They were taking the mickey out of my very careful driving, which you have in the past. Yeah, well, very person. ultra careful old person's driving. Like a yeah. And I said to this person, remember, I've got a lot more to lose than you have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, And they took, it, they took
4: it
1: really badly. Yeah. No, I can see that. And, but the thing is, so did the audience. Was that on yeah. while you were on holiday yeah. in France? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Okay. it wasn't. It was one of the... It didn't happen there. Um, I want to find out about your... Um, current health regime as well, but we have to because it's commercial radio, we have certain obligations on the adverts You go for it.
0: This is Frank Skinner Absolute Radio
5: David Badil is in the studio. You know, I woke up this morning and and looked on Twitter, which I sometimes do and I I got a tweet saying I was trending in Canada (laughs) and I went to check it and the reason I was trending in Canada was because of this show and I actually have because this is pathetic of course but I went and looked at I printed out the trending map in huh? Canada and I was tra- Caribou is that in there Caribou no okay. what it is is at Badil followed by at Absolute Radio mm. trending so your show presumably is big in Canada Brilliant. Which yeah. is no good to me because I come on here to plug my Soho Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> no one's yeah. going to fly from Vancouver, are they? Or the Edinburgh.
1: If people will fly from Belfast to see a showcase of Matt Goss,
5: <laughs> so, so, does that's that happened. Yes, yeah. I think that I think they will come from. Here's Vancouver. the most extraordinary thing: is this map is from earlier, but um, I'm with a lady uh, who works for our agency, and she went and checked it again just before I came out. I'm still top of the Canada trending list. Absolute radio. <laughs> But below that is Canada Day.
0: (laughs) I've actually top
5: we've beaten Canada Day in Canada on trending Canada. That's a, an
1: away win of some of yeah. some note.
2: I, I feel sorry for the lady whose job today is to check whether you're still top. Yeah,
1: that, that, the day. That,
5: that is a bad
1: job. It's She's Canadian moment, as well. It's that moment when she has to say, oh, "Actually, you're not. Yeah, you're, you're not, not on top. Now. Oh, no, no. And then, a
5: moose is now above you, and she'll probably
1: be in the car with you on the way back. and There'll be an awkward atmosphere <laughs> yeah. because you're no, no longer trending in Canada. So, and you we, know how we, that can, can hurt. Tra-
5: Tra- Tra- What's his name, Pierre? Trudeau Thank you Thank He you. must I mean, be you, dead you, you, He be must able. be dead Well it's funny you should say that Because I, I said on Twitter Oh God I'm trending in Canada Who knew uh, It must be because I'm on fra- At Frank on the radio And someone immediately tweeted back Either that or you've died
0: Because oh, if yeah. you die
5: You trend on Twitter But I don't think Do I would trend in Canada <laughs> on, tr- on Twitter if I died If you died in Canada Possibly Yeah, Possibly I died in Canada um, Killing, Killing their leader yeah, then I might. I'll Fewer try shot, that, shall few I? If you were
1: shot by a bodyguard, <laughs> say, as you killed
5: their leader. Oh, it sounds great, Frank, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> Frank, <laughs> he's eating that banana cake. Just a banana so cake, lovely.
5: I, lovely. So, really, nice, are, are you on a, you are on a diet, I'm you? on the 5-2 diet, Frank, uh, which is, now, I, I believe you were talking about my faddiness with <laughs> diets earlier. Uh, I heard Emily talk about the now historic occasion where I said I was on the Atkins diet and then immediately ate five donuts. Uh, I don't believe, Brandy, well, Brandy Alexander. They were, they were, actually, Brandy, yes. I don't even know what a Brandy Alexander is. I thought that was a woman I was with once. Brandy <laughs> <laughs> Alexander
1: is what Sebastian Flight used to drink, isn't it, in um, Brian Cedric Visiting? Is it?
5: It's Brandy... And but I will have a Bois de Alexandre. <laughs> yeah. God, I thought it was in the room, didn't you? <laughs> Just like it. Brandy and Cream or something. I, well, I don't remember. Obviously, I don't remember. Well, that's you had four of them, yeah. love. Yeah. No, clearly. But, uh, yeah, there were times where I let it slide with the Atkins diet. I went out for lunch with you once, oh, and, yeah. and
1: you, were, you ordered potatoes and <laughs> stuff, and I said I thought you were on the Atkins. You said I don't start it till two
5: o'clock in the day. <laughs> <laughs> After lunch. Basically. I only on the Atkins diet away from mealtimes. That's the way I do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the, f- is the 5, two. five two is basically, you can eat under, if you're a man, under 600, I go for 650, little bonus to myself. Okay. Uh, two days a week, non-consecutive days, uh, and then 650 other calories. You have to under 650 What calories. is that, though? I don't know what that is. Oh, a Mars bar. Oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, most people choose not to three. eat a Mars bar on their fast days. That okay. would be quite That's silly. That's
2: about 150, darling. You, 190 yeah. Mars bar. Okay. Well, I've got, You really? can eat, like, an mm. egg
5: for breakfast and then, like, a 300-calorie Weight Watchers meal for okay. uh, lunch and then perhaps... It
1: sounds all a right. Two days of weight. And
5: some... God, I feel really like we're starting the one show. But on <laughs> the five days, you can just go crazy. Well, that's the key to it, I think, because I was doing that, obviously. Mm. The first, as soon as I started doing it, I was so hungry, and I get really unpleasant when I'm really hungry. I snap at the children, it's mm-hmm. awful. You get anger. And so the next day, it'd be like ten bacon sandwiches for breakfast. Right. Then it doesn't work if you do it like that. It says yeah. you can do that, but it doesn't work. You have to control yourself on the non-fast days. Right.
2: He's looking svelte, though, Frank. Yeah, yeah, he is, yes.
1: but uh, I'm worried about the ten bacon sandwiches <laughs> I think, you might be, I think you might be trending in Israel after this. So, <laughs> in a bad way. Somewhat letting the side down.
0: Frank. Frank Skinner.
4: On Absolute Radio.
0: Absolute Radio.
4: David
1: Badil is with us.
5: You know what I should say, while I'm here, I am a very big fan of this show. I listen oh. to it every week with my son... As I drive him to his martial arts class in Swiss Cottage, uh, and sometimes because you, you lot sometimes really get onto a thing where you're really going with something, I sit outside Swiss Cottage uh, Leisure Centre, and he's saying, "Dad, we have to go to martial arts." And I say, "No, hang on, this bit—it's getting really good here. Frankly, <laughs> one of those puns that are really worth <laughs> waiting for." And so I feel that if my son gets into a fight and loses, that'll be your fault. Oh because no, yeah, he'll he, be could, late for his martial he could, arts. Have, been <laughs> a,
1: he could like, have been a fifth Dan.
5: <laughs> I asked him. Uh, before I came out, I said what's what's the bit you remember from listening week in, week out, to the Frank Skinner show on Absolute Radio? And he said there's a bit for you, Frank, we're going on about hair for some reason and Emily said, All right, Nicky Clark <laughs> <laughs> that's that, the bit that that's I remember, it. yeah. It is funny. <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> Thank any, you. Ezra. Any reference
1: to Nicky Clark. <laughs> he does actually Dave Soneshra does a very good impression of Matt Berry
5: doing the training mm. He does, yeah, he yeah. does. He does, he does. very absolute he does, he's very excellent. I brought something else in, which is my mum, talking about my kids, my mum works in a hospice shop in Harrow, and um, she brings essentially some she brought this recently which is a commemoration play when I saw it I thought that would be Princess I recognise reckon- that but it is in fact a commemoration play for I Love My Country the show that Frank did <laughs> with Gabby Logan and Mickey Flagan that hasn't come out yet which is already in the hospice shop in Harrow what's it doing it's, to
3: not, it's not a ringing endorsement when the merch is already in a charity
5: yeah, shop yeah. before it's not good starts. is it
1: that is, a, that is an incredibly bad album. <laughs>
5: yeah. uh, all I love is that my mum brought it round with a real sense of, you'll put this up on the wall. I
1: (laughs) mean, had it been eBay, but a hospice (laughs) shop? That's a bad omen
5: it is really oh dear really, my is morning, this what right? people get when they come on the show no get...
1: it's not even no it's, it's it what the audience the win there's like because t- the audience are like the teams oh I see so if you win your team your audience section or get one of those plates each and I always and think I go
5: straight to Harrow with it
1: I always think well you know for, for these people this would be a great gift <laughs> yeah, yeah and they go <laughs> straight to the hospital <laughs> shop I'm with sorry it.
3: about that what I like though is that we were talking earlier about somebody emailed in about how they drink from a, uh, a, a Badil and Skinner mug, wasn't it? A fantasy football one or something, but yes. now it turns out you could, could eat off this. They you could, could eat have like the the full like a full
5: crockery, crockery set. <laughs> you could <laughs> put together a twenty <laughs> faced yeah, some unplanned cutlery knocking yeah, exactly. about somewhere.
1: <laughs> I like the look of unplanned uh, cutlery. Yeah. No knives. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were thinking on our feet. <laughs> Someone texted in actually
3: asking for we did unplanned <laughs> to come back. Question yeah, for David and Frank: Would you please bring back unplanned? We miss
5: it. We really miss it. Yeah. Oh God, they're a bit too. mad. Yeah. About yeah. <laughs> twice missing it is a bit too much. <laughs> we really miss it. I'd love to do unplanned again. Unplanned is the show I'd most like to do again. No we work, Frank because it's no work, as he said. Perfect. Uh, I thought he was just saying no work. That's why you want to bring it
2: back. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that's for what I meant when well, he said and no I work. Nearly I nearly kill understand. myself. Yeah.
5: No, exactly. No, but yes, it was no work, which was made it a joy. It was a real laugh as well. And you've got, um, you've also,
1: I should say. Can we just make this clear that you are you're doing the Soho Theatre this week um, at seven forty five in the evening? Yeah, from Tuesday second, to Saturday, second to the sixth of July, and you're doing the Pleasant Islington from the seventh to the seventeenth. No, of no, July.
5: I'm just doing it once on the seventh and once again on the seventeenth. Okay, that's sorry, too um, much work to sorry. do it from the seventh. And you're doing oh, Edinburgh. You're doing. And I've been to the Falkirk Comedy Festival, which is called Falkirk is Funny, which, if I was Eric Walker, no. I'd say, can we say that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's called something like that, yeah. Falkirk On the 31st of July. Do we stretch to Falkirk? Well, we oh, we well, can. Well, I'll, I'll Canada.
2: see you in London, darling. <laughs> I think
5: we're probably trending in Falkirk. <laughs> yeah. We're certainly trending in Falkirk if we were there. <laughs> Well. <laughs> yes, I am doing all those things, so do come and see me, because the show is quite a laugh. No, it is. I, oh, I love I, I've already hit praise on it on this
1: show, and that's when it was still basically in liquid form in section. It was a
5: baby. I'd like you to see it again, because it was work in progress. It's still work in progress, but it's changed a lot. So well, I don't it. want you to come and see mine. I know. You won't let me see it. I won't let any of my friends see it. Yeah, but you came to mine, so it's not fair. No.
0: <laughs> this is awkward That's correct.
3: You could have done this
5: bit off air uh... And this
1: is something you can learn <laughs>
4: Any children listening Life isn't fair <laughs> absolute,
0: absolute Absolute radio.
4: Frank Skinner On Absolute Radio
1: We've been talking about um, hypnosis uh, mm. This morning Bob Who is the assistant producer on this show You know Bob mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Bob, know Bob. Bob who never uses uh, soap, shower gel Or shampoo but he looks immaculate. It. He just rinses, yep. we found out last week. He's very well rinsed. He tells us... SpongeBob, I call him. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he tells us that um, Sandy War, our newsreader and um, travel uh, announcer, is a trained hypnotist. Mm. Shut
0: now, up.
1: And she's nodding Sandy, at Sandy
2: War, mother-in-law.
1: She's nodding away from the other room now. Yeah, it's just that's from one look. Yeah, um, I'm thinking when I get the John Wayne pocket watch on its uh, on its Prince Albert chain. Is it Prince Albert the chain, or is that no? The, but no, that's, that's something that's entirely awful. different. No, fair enough. I think I've got I've got mixed now. up with um, American uh, politician Dick Cheney. <laughs> uh, Don't talk
2: about Prince Albert. Sorry, no, okay, Alan. sorry.
1: I meant I was. I'm, I'm, it's coming from Monaco. The John Wayne. Uh-huh. That's right. okay. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm fascinated. I can't speak to Sandy because we're mid show, obviously. But mm. imagine—I still don't believe it. But Sandy War would not lie.
3: No, we have yeah. had various texts in from we people have that have been so hypnotized. Oh, uh, really? And including one that. Uh, confesses they may have wasted our time a bit but not quite. When we were at uni we had an act at our union one night called something like Jeff and the Hypno Dog the dog would hypnotise people in inverted commas. I can't remember much more about it if I'm honest I may have wasted your time. Not quite because I well, worked. A- Sandy's qualification sounded really impressive and now they've got dogs doing it. Exactly and it's not Jeff and the Hypno Dog. I actually work with this guy. He's called Hugh Lennon and his amazing Hypno Dog. I mean you've worked with them all so I'm assuming I you've worked with Hugh Lennon. Um, and I did a Cambridge ball, and you can imagine the bacchanalian... Oh, a lot of
2: my friends would have been there. The South
3: scene. Africa. I mean, oh, yeah. the drunkenness. I oh, think, the low-cut <laughs> gowns. I think I was on at two <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. This is a long oh, time ago God. now. And Hugh Lennon didn't go on. He turned to the uh, person that had booked us, and he said, I, I can't go on. These people are too drunk. And it was a bit of, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I can't hypnotise people in this condition. They what? might break an ankle or something
1: well uh, what's going to happen is that uh, we're going to get a challenge aren't we and someone's going to say well we'll uh, we'll um, hypnotize frank skinner and let's well, see whether because... he believes in it or not no but i believe um that if you're a roman catholic you're not allowed to be hypnotized just in ca- right just in uh, case it's there's always true there's a caveat just in case it's true and you might go and do something sinful just in case it's true, of course, is our motto in the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> you might know.
3: We, we have an email during the week. Uh, Dear Mr Radio, DME and Cockrell, uh, we hope this email makes it to the show, as by the time you read it we will be sitting down for a bubbly brunch to kick off our little sister Verity's hen party. The theme... <laughs> Boobly ins- brunch? <laughs> Indeed. The theme, inspirational women. Ah. And no prizes for guessing who we were all wrestling to pay homage to in our dress. The style con see what they've done there? Mm. Stylecon that is Emily Dean, of course. Oh. It would be an honour if the fair lady herself could wish us a happy hen and also if you could tell us which female icon you would represent if you were to attend this auspicious occasion. Finally, it feels only right to attempt a, Dave's mo- a dame's <laughs> move. Uh, so, if Emily happens to be in the Woolwich area this evening and Not has, gonna a, happen. has a hankering for canapes and champers with the likes of Mother Teresa, Foxy Brown, and Mrs. Overall, then we would welcome her as our honoured guest. Good bookings.
2: Oh, it sounds like one of my parents' dinner parties. Foxy Brown? Is that the. Um, yes.
3: Hugh Grant
1: person. No, no. That's
2: Divine Brown.
1: Oh, I was that's gonna say so hardly inspirational. <laughs> Foxy well, Brown depends a sister. where you're coming
2: from. Who is Foxy Can I Brown? say I'm very honored ladies? That was a Quentin Tarantino okay. film. It was a character. I hey. wish them a very happy hen do. Um I have I've, Mahatma I have Gandhi. <laughs> What? That's he, who you've got. He, he, was a, that's, that's... he was a
1: happy Hindu. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought that was your inspirational woman.
1: Yeah. No, mine would be. I uh... need to
2: choose. I've got. I've got my inspirational woman. If I went to that party, I would go as Tracy Emin. CB. Nice.
3: Oh, good.
1: She's a
2: friend good of the call. show, and she had an installation called "Everyone I've Ever Slept With," and I respect that.
3: I have yes. to say, dressing
1: as you for I a Henry. I be think the... you did that, and there's <laughs> 70 people living. In <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'd get to wear, like, a, I could just go around with an eye down over me, so I'd be nice and warm. <laughs> oh, you know,
3: smash Wouldn't yeah. dressing as you be the most expensive fancy dress costume Henry's yeah, ever it had to assume? Even
2: I couldn't afford that. <laughs> need to go in the fashion, topic. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. <laughs> Who would yes.
3: you go, as, Al? Um, uh, inspirational Women. It's yeah. got to be Thatcher, on it? No. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: Judy thanks. Bloom.
2: Thanks, <laughs> thanks my ha- <laughs> Judy Bloom. <laughs>
3: I'm thinking uh, Karen
0: Matthews.
1: (laughs) She inspired me. She inspired me to get a flat on the 11th floor. Oh, my God. And get away from it. Sure, she didn't do it. It's a happy ending. It's all right if it's a happy ending. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening this morning. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out.
0: This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio.